Smeals. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Smeals, the cool single mum podcast for single women who are cool with your host Smilf, aka Little Wayne, because he got dumped by his girlfriend for being a Trump supporter and I'm all about that. And before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the land in which this episode is being recorded um, and pay acknowledgement to the elders of the Kulin Nation, most past, present and emerging. Uh, sovereignty was never ceded, Black Lives Matter, and yes. Um, so to get started on this week's episode, this is going to be all about dating as a single mother which is something I've truly dipped my toes in since uh, lockdowns one and two, if you're from Melbourne like I was, which were really a time to lean in and be isolated and figure out what you really want. Is it you on a kid-free Saturday night alone where you can't see your friends, drunk texting someone that you met once at and getting nudes that you didn't ask for? Possibly, possibly not. <laughs> um, anyway... So this episode, I guess we'll be touching on dating as an anxious attached type, which is what I am. Um, If you don't know the attachment types, there are four of them. They are secure attached, which means pretty much you see things for face value. You're not reading into things. You're comfortable with intimacy and autonomy in close relationships. You're self-confident. You resolve conflict conflict constructively you are goals basically then of course there is anxious attachment which is a negative view of yourself you've got a positive view of others so you're always the one in the relationship that's like why why on earth would they choose me little old me i'm just a boss ass bitch with a wet ass pussy why would they possibly choose me but that's what i am or have been so it's a very real fear that is kind of burnt into you you're dependent you've got a fear of losing relationships um you can be tied to codependency uh you can be clingy on separation um you also can be aggressive there's also avoidant attachment which is a positive view of self or a negative view of others um occasionally uh difficult to be close with others put up walls you know the type of man that won't really let you in Dismissive, I don't need them, I really don't need them, won't lean into their emotions and how those people make you feel. And then there's also um, fearful avoidment, avoidant, which just sounds like the worst, which is a negative view of self, negative view of others. They seek closeness, but also avoid closeness, disorganized, fearful of making connections. Um, And there's something wrong with me, no one can love me. but also try and seek that out too. Don't know about you, but I have dated all of them. Um, and it's really, really hard. Something that my psych drilled into me was that if you're a secure, atta- uh, insecure attached, sorry, anxious attached, you can only be with someone who's a secure attachment because otherwise it's never going to work. If you're with someone, if you're an insecure, uh, anxious attached and you are with someone who is avoidant you're going to be begging and begging and begging for them to open up and love you and show show their love in in various ways but they don't have the skills to give that to you so they're going to be wanting to go out you know walk out 
in a fight and not answer their phone for a few days or dismiss you completely or never bring up their emotions. And if you're clinging on to everything because you are um, anxious attached, which I am, you can't ever be with someone who's avoided and attached. It's just not going to work, sweetie. And I don't think two anxious attached could really gel together. I haven't really heard of two anxiouses being together. I'm sure they have in the scheme of the world, but I don't know how that would really work. Um, <laughs> but the goal is to go for a secure attached if you are an anxious attached or pretty much any other type of attached. So secure our goals. How do their minds work? How are they so confident and calm and just deal with things? Unsure. The thing is though, with our attachment styles, that's not necessarily our fault. And in fact, most of our attachment comes from how we were parented when we were children. So if you had a parent that the only way you could get attention was to be upset or cry because something went wrong and that's how they show their love only when you were crying or upset, of course you're going to probably have an anxious attachment style because that's how you were shown love in those crucial times. The same with avoidant. If if you if you were with your family and every time you were upset, your father told you to shut up and stop making a big deal and stop being such a little pussy, to quote many toxic men out there, of course you're going to probably end up being avoidant. But the beauty is we can do the work to try and fix our attachment styles. Um, As I mentioned, I am anxious attached, which is no doubt my parenting, but also let's be real, intergenerational trauma. My parents are doing the best that they could have done. And these things pass down unless you step in and do the work. So in my family, mm, I would get shown love if I was kind of upset, but then also at the same time come from like an avoidant father. (laughs) So I guess maybe sometimes I can be a mixture of anxious avoidant, but, um, yeah, it's just the way that it is. And I think things like feeling abandoned, they all come into anxious attachment. So especially if you've got so-called daddy issues and maybe your father walked out on your family when you were younger or you had a mother that threatened to take things away from you or you weren't going to these things or I don't know, I think all of that can stem into your attachment style. But we can fix it. So a lot of people have asked questions on how did you fix your attachment style? Um I think a lot of it's just like boosting your own self-esteem, realizing like your own worth. I know there's heaps of talks of like how to attract a partner and it's like writing a list of all their qualities, which is great and good, but also write a list of all your qualities. Like, fuck, you're probably an excellent human with great interpersonal skills. If you're a mum, you no doubt can like budget and save and know what's on the shopping list know how to keep your home beautiful and clean, know how to run shit. Um, you probably have a lot of empathy. I don't know. Maybe you're a good conversationalist. Maybe you're great at fishing. Like all these things make you uniquely you. And you need to just kind of remind yourself that you are the boss ass queen you are before you even kind of get into the dating sphere. And I know there's that whole argument of like, People are saying, oh, no one can love you if you don't love yourself. And that's not what I'm saying. But I think at the baseline, if you have anxious attachment, you can attract people that are just going to see your best. And that's amazing. But I think you want to get to the level 
of being in relationship, especially if you're getting, getting into new relationships, that you want to be able to hold your head up high and do some of the work yourself without relying on someone. Which is not saying don't date if you haven't done any and done the work. Like go forth and date, but it's probably going to get a little bit tricky. So it's so fun to know that you still got work to do and still be dating. And by doing the work, I mean I don't know, really sitting with yourself and like identifying your traumas and how you felt in past relationships and what you're not going to settle for again. Um, Like I know for me personally, I can't let a man rely on me for all their emotional support without getting much back. And I've always kind of had that default in relationships and situationships and I can't really settle for that anymore. Um, Which could be your boundary. You could just go in there and be like, you know, I haven't done all this work on myself yet, but I know that I need to be in a relationship where they're not coming to me with all their problems because I've got my own shit. And that's a good thing too, to to write down. Um, Another thing is just kind of like that old notion, old, but I'm hearing it a lot. So I want to say old because it's kind of come into like the vocabulary of late, which is like, why would you want to be with someone that doesn't fully want to be with you? You know, like why... If someone has showed you that they're not that interested in you or they only want you how they can have you as in like when it suits them or they only just want to have sex with you and you want more, then why why only accept that? Like why why do you want to be with someone who doesn't want the full whole, whole hog of you? The thing is no one's perfect. Everyone's flawed in their own ways. But if someone from their chest doesn't want to be with you, even if you like them, you just need to kind of like bite the bullet and like pussy up. I'm going to say pussy because pussies are stronger than balls. And just like as much as it hurts, just like hold on to that and be like, you know what, that's that's not it for me. I'm not going to – I'm not going to <laughs> – what's that quote? We only accept the love we think we deserve. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take crumbs from somebody – even if I really, really like them, because I know that I'm worth more than that and you are worth more than that. And I feel like me personally, that's where it hurts more when I have accepted crumbs from people because it felt good at the time. That's that's where the pain hurt more than them actually rejecting me, is me letting myself be rejected, rejecting myself, so to speak. Um, yeah. Another thing with like anxious attachment too which is kind of going against everything because I know like from the core (laughs) our little bodies are saying, oh, this is too scary and it won't work and he's he's too good for me and blah, blah, or she's too good for me or they're too good for me. But like also listening to your gut though when you're getting signals that aren't like matching what you want. You know, if that person doesn't respond to two of your text messages in a row And then they respond like the next day. Sure, it could be the start of the relationship and that could be fine. But like if it's ongoing and you know that you want more, listen to what your gut's saying there. Like they're not on your level. So opt out, bow out before you get too attached. Um, And if you are going for people that, um, you know, are avoidant, you really need to just hone in knowing that you deserve better because you do. You deserve someone that wants to hold your hand down the street and sing your praise and kiss your forehead and make you cups of tea 
and ask about your day and really care about your day. And a quote that I always come back to is that you want to be with someone that betters you. Not just because like they're comfortable, but they need to actually better you. Um, I've actually like to get a bit personal. Oof. Um, I went to this wedding with my kid's dad a few weeks ago and a lot of his family came up to him. I was like, oh, so are you and Smilf going to get back together? And he came and told me this and I was like, well, no, like, isn't it better that we're just friends? Good co-parents that can like get on well with each other. Because the thing is like, as much as we do get along for the sake of our child, and stuff like that, like that dynamic is never going to fulfill me, even if it is comfortable or it would make sense because we are parents of this small child together. Like there'd be times in my life where there'd be nothing more that I would want. But now like with maturity and, and focus and hindsight, like, no, I need, I need and want more from my life than that. So just like, I don't know, think about that when that like F boy is like messaging you wanting to come over when he's ignored the fact that you just, you know, landed a new job or something, you know, you accept the love that you think you deserve. Ah, cringe, but good. Um, but yeah, also like a back, back to like anxious attachment and dating. This is something my psych taught me as well is like, send a text message or whatever, but don't expect a response straight away. Like, I know I'm like being, um, I'm flipping between what I'm saying with listen to your gut, but then also like ignore the manic thoughts at times. Like if you just send a text message, just send the text message, put your phone down. If it's a risky text message, like do you want to hang, which it shouldn't be risky. Like you need to know either way. Just put your phone down, distract yourself, do something else. They don't owe you a response. You know, it's nice if you got one, but they don't owe you a response. And, you know, there's a whole thing, like, if they're into you, they'll respond quickly. But, like, people have a lot of things to do. Like, I have friends that I adore that would be there for a sec- in a second in a heartbeat and I'm not responding to them for, like, a few days because I've forgotten because I'm doing something with B or I'm in the middle of cleaning or something like that and I've just simply forgotten and it's nothing to take personal. But, yeah, distract yourself. Um, my psych also said to just, like, do affirmations on yourself when you're caught up about and worried about sending a text message or communicating or being a bit vulnerable. Like listen to a podcast about self-love and self-care and self-affirmations and belief and like put on some funny music and dance. Just like own yourself and like know that you're a confident queen deep down and that you, um, yeah, like will get a response either way no response, like someone ghosting just means that they're a shit person that can't communicate well. And do you want that in your life? No. So yeah. Okay. Smilf, you say all these things, girl, but pray tell thee, how does one a busy single mum get dating? Well, look, I'm no bloody expert, but you got to get on the apps. Long other gone are the days of meeting people in real life. They're just not there. They're not happening. You don't have the time to be out schmoozling. We're also in a post-COVID world, so everyone's online. Um, app recommendations, I'm just going to say Hinge because it's a bit funner to you. There's a few like funner prompts. Um, I don't know if that's like 
viable for everyone. I don't know if it's like got older people in there. Like I assume so. Seems like very like young adjacent. I'm 31. So am I even young? Discuss. Um, yeah. So there's Hinge, which I recommend. Tinder, which I don't know. Take it as you see it. Um, Bumble, which is where female swipe first. I personally cannot be bothered with the extra work of Bumble. Like, sorry, I've got 24 hours to make banter with Johnny. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Um, And then there's also field for random hookups. Um, I've known of like some male friends on there. And I think there's like fet life as well for people... um, seeking certain like fetish things so go forth and do with that information what you will um there's something for everyone now my advice with apps is that I'm not great but I was always really negative like apps are so gross everyone's so shit and look I'm not gonna lie a lot of people are awful (laughs) on the apps but there's also probably really cool people just like you and me on the apps too so like don't close it all off Um, I'm really bad with like actually responding to people. I probably haven't logged into my apps for like two or three weeks. I've just been busy and it's like on last of my wants to do really. If I haven't like talked to the person before is to like log on into an app and like make small talk. Um, that being said, like, I don't know if you really want to make a priority, like set an alarm on your phone and do 10 minutes a day or something like that. Um, obviously get photos where you look hot, <laughs> but natural. Don't use like crazy filters because they're going to know what you look like. Do not put photos of your children on there. Number one, no, no, no. Um, I don't know. I think Hinge is easy to use because like you've got some prompts and funny things to say. Like I think one of mine's like together we could dot, dot, dot. And mine's like um, buy some houseplants, fall in love, kill the houseplants, buy more houseplants. Like, funny, and she has plants. Like, uh. <laughs> um, But you can be as descriptive as you want or not. Um, I think a really good way is to link your Instagram to your profile. Um, a lot of the time if I'm talking to someone, I'll say, hey, I don't really use this much. Do you want to chat on Instagram? So then this is my personal Instagram, obviously, not Smilf. And then they follow me on Instagram I'll put up some funny stories during the week or something or just me looking cute because a gal's got to do what a gal's got to do and then they'll kind of respond and we'll start talking through there and maybe we'll talk for like a few weeks on there or in my case I was talking to someone for 11 months and I gave him absolutely nothing Um, and then we eventually met up and it was really lovely. Um, More on that person later. But yeah, I think going from a dating app to Instagram is probably the best bet. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast today, Why Won't You Date Me, with Nicole Byer, and someone was talking about having, like, starting conversations with, like, funny questions that were a bit loaded. Like, hey, you've got a choice between saving Arnold Schwarzenegger from a building or (laughs) re-electing... Hillary Clinton, I don't even know, <laughs> terrible example. I don't know, say so like, you've got a choice between peanut butter and jam sandwiches for the rest of your life or hot dogs with no buns only. What would you choose? Like that kind of thing um, as a, like a fun in 
or even saying something like, hey, my favorite movies are the Marvel ones. If you're not into them, I have to unmatch you now. Discuss. And that could be like a funny little icebreaker. And like, you know, if you really are a Marvel fan, I don't know anyone who's not like a male in their late 20s who is. (laughs) Um, Maybe that's, yeah, like a good icebreaker slash red deal breaker. Not red flag, deal breaker if you'd like. Um, So yeah, actual dating, when and how to do it, really, really tough. Especially if you're a single mum that doesn't have much free time. I'm speaking from my own experience because I um, do have my child going to her dad's every second weekend. I, when I'm ready for dating, like when I have been ready, I would try and like do a date on like the afternoon or one of the nights that I don't have my child. And then on the other night I'd see friends or maybe I'd, seeing friends is really, really important to me um, when I don't have my kid. So maybe I'd even like have a date early and then see my friends later, that kind of thing. Um, or if you've, you know, known them before, they can just come over after you've seen your friends, like that kind of thing. Um, it is really, really hard. And it must be so hard if you don't have another parent to palm your kid off to. In that case, like maybe like a day date. I've done a few of those. They're actually really, really fine. There's nothing to be scared of. In fact, like, I don't know, when you're drinking, things are messy and you don't remember stuff. Like, in the day, you can just be a full self. It can be a bit awkward, but like, you know what? If it's awkward, it's really like an hour of your life. So be it. Who cares? You're not going to remember it forever. You're not going to remember it. You're going to ruminate on it probably like a week later. Um, and yeah, and then you've always got the excuse you've got to go pick up your kid for like at the end of childcare or when it's school time, like that kind of thing. You just have to kind of like make it work for you in whatever way that is. Um, and I think like my thing is just kind of like weeding out the people that I really want to see, um, which you kind of, I don't know, I think the more you do it, the more idea you get, the better taste you get from it too. Yeah. Um, another thing that I think is just really important and back to like anxious attachment and just like, I don't know, seeking people to date or hook up with or whatever is like, you know that you're so good without anyone. I think you really need to get to that point. And I'm not saying if you're not, you can't date. It just means that you might not be attracting the people that are going to serve you. And hopefully if you are at that stage and people just come into your life as they do and you don't feel necessarily ready, but they still are lovely and they serve you, then go forth and and enjoy that. But I just err on the side of wanting to be upfront and know exactly what I want. Um, my kind of history with getting back out there dating is that I was always like, yeah, I'm okay with casual, like, I'm okay. I just want connection. That was my big thing. I just want connection. So like my whole thing was I'm happy for like a friendly, casual person that I see, or I want a husband, like either or. But the little life lessons that I've been learning recently are like, casual is a lot of investment, um, if it's not going to go anywhere and you owe it to yourself to be really, really upfront with what it is that you want. Um, and when I say that I initially was at the start of like post COVID being like, yeah, I'm cool for whatever. I just miss people and communicating and I want to build up my confidence and I want to feel cute and be wooed and have boys to text and that kind of stuff. Um, which was really, really fun. 
and important for me, but it is really, really hard with casual things to kind of know where you stand and know unless you're upfront. So my whole thing is just literally shoot your shot and be upfront and you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have met somebody and you're not sure where it's going, you don't know what they want, you just need to ask. I recently went on a few dates with someone who I was like dreading the whole date. I was like, ugh, this is going to be awful. Men are awful. I've just met awful people, which is really negative and I should be coming from an abundant place. There are lovely people everywhere. But as we know, men are mostly trash. Um, I just had a few bad experiences. Um, Anyway, I went on this date and I was like, ugh, it's going to be rare. But it was amazing. He was really, really lovely. Um, and I was still pulling my whole connection card. He's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, I think I just want connection, you know, like I really want to get on with someone and like vibe with them and like see eye to eye, but you know, I don't want a replacement dad for my kid. That's too serious. And he was like, yeah, cool. Like I just got out of something serious. I think that I'm open to whatever. And I was like, great. And date was amazing. Went on another couple of dates. Um, and it turned out that he didn't want anything else. And I, since like getting to know this person was like, oh goodness, like why would I be bothering investing all this time getting to know you and spending time with you and getting stronger feelings for you and really, really liking you if it's not going to go anywhere, if you don't have the same end game. And it took me that to realize that actually what I do want is something more. Um, and I'm not ready for like a new kid to my dad or anything. New kid to my dad? <laughs> a new father for my kid, as in some stepdad moving vibes. I don't know if I truly ever want to live with a man. I'm not sure. But I just knew that I was doing myself a disservice um, to be, you know, continually going out with this person where it was going to go anywhere. So who knows? Maybe I'll hear from that person in a few months' time. Maybe I won't. But I'm really proud of myself that I was like, thank you so much. I think you're really cool. If I keep doing this, I'm going to really, really like you. And that was like a a defining moment for me. Um, So now I think my view with like dating and stuff is I can't really do casual, which I'll get to in a moment. Um, Someone (laughs) described a term to me, which I loved, called itch scratcher for casual hookups. Um, I'm all for it if that's what you want to do. But because people don't really do casual very well, which I'm going to get to as well in a moment, the term each scratcher is like just somebody that you message on the night being like, hey, what are you up to? Want to come over? They say yes or no. And then, you know, you're either at it or you're not. And there's no hard feelings. and There's not that kind of built up extra emotion to it. Because if you're like me, you can get attached quite easily if people are cool. (laughs) I think it's pretty normal. Um, But you're not doing like the ins and outs and you're not knowing the ins and outs of their lives. Um, And maybe they're not suitable to you because of their age or where they, you know, stand or I don't know, but you've got a good physical connection, go for it. Itch scratches, great. My vibe now is like itch scratches or future husband. Not that I even necessarily believe in marriage, but that's like my vibe. Um, Regarding like casual and why 
I think it's personally very hard to navigate is that I don't think we do it very well. I think casual should be more that each scratch a vibe, just message on the night or day or whatever. If you're like me, um, Otherwise, obviously, if you want to like get to know someone casually and only do casual, but you've got all the time in the world and you can devote them time, sure, that's fine. But my thing is, I don't want to be casual with someone when I could be developing or getting to know someone more meaningful that's more long-term for me. Um, I mentioned on my Instagram, I was seeing someone for a while. We started off as like, yeah, let's just like be casual and hang out. And then it got pretty intense for a bit. I was getting a bit triggered because I was like <laughs> reminded of like all these old traumas of dating and he's going to bail on me and I'm not good enough, which is like just bullshit that I needed to work through. And I'm really grateful that I had that experience. Um, but we weren't really clear. We said we were going to be casual, but then we were seeing each other like, you know, every night, every second night, texting all day, every day. And it got really confusing. And I think in my heart, I knew it was wrong there was an age gap. It couldn't really work. He wasn't going to be my kid's dad. I wasn't even opening myself up to like a vibe of anything serious, but like the limit connection when you're sleeping with someone is real. That intimacy is real. It's really, really, really hard to, to just be casual when you've got a lot going on with that person. And due to circumstance or age or whatever it is, you can't, properly be together I mean if you really wanted to you could try but it just felt like way too much work for what it was and like we got on really really well but ultimately like it was kind of pointless in the long game um and then things like simmer down which was good and then we kind of kept on you know still seeing each other every couple of weeks and like still texting every couple of days but like it wasn't serving it was serving each other in the sense of like comfort, but like it wasn't really like it's like weird jealousy and things that I kind of like sat with and like, you know, if he really wants to be with me, he'd be with me, but not that I even knew if I really wanted to be with him. And I didn't. But it just kind of like defeated the purpose because he'd be kind of like my comforting blanket. Like I know, oh, this person's always had a message. This person, if I really want them to come over, they'll come over. As opposed to, you know, getting something that really served me. Um so yeah, I think he's like happily in a new relationship or starting to. And I felt amazing for that. I didn't feel jealous. I was just like, great. And I'm really grateful for meeting that person. But um, yeah, I think I need something that really serves me. So I think casual um, can only really work if you're just casual about it. Not messaging every day, not replying to each other's millions of Instagram stories. And just be honest. And, like, things can change from casual to serious. Like, someone told me that about that um, in an Instagram story the other day. And that's great. But, like, you just have to be upfront and you need to really shoot your shot and just be – have that conversation of, hey, what do you want? And keep checking in. If you are doing something casual and you feel like it's getting heavy, be like, hey, where is this going? It's so healthy and you owe it to yourself. Um, I've got friends that are banging babes and, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm – not better at dating, that's a stupid thing to say, but like leveled up in the sense of like, just ask directly, you know, you saw that guy once, you went on a date, you're unsure about what he wants to do, just ask him directly, hey, would you like to hang out again? Yes or no? Obviously don't write yes or no. 
and you'll get your answer. If they're dallying around it, they don't want to hurt your feelings, it's a no. A mixed signal is a no. But like, just shoot your shot and like, it's not going to hurt as much as you think it is. There's always somebody else out there for everyone. I don't know if I believe in soulmates. I think there's like many people for everyone and you'll meet them hopefully. And if not, fuck, life's cool without them. Life's fucking great right now. You know, life's good. Um, but yeah, shoot your shot. You owe it to yourself. Be honest with yourself. Ignore the anxious attachment, you know, try and keep yourself occupied, but also lean in when you're feeling something's off and just be open and honest. Um, yeah, you owe yourself butterflies and holding hands with someone that values you and good morning texts that they really mean and good orgasms and that warm feeling of wanting to see them. You, you were owed all of that and don't settle for anything less. Um, unless of course you do just want to have your itch scratching fun and when that, which in that case, make sure that you come before they do if it's a man. A cis man. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, feel free to like, subscribe, review, share this on your Instagram stories. Um, hopefully, we'll be coming back to you with more podcasts. But can't guarantee it because life is a mess. Not a mess, but like, I don't know. I'm not going to fucking commit to every week. Shit, shit happens, okay? I've got a life to live. Um, yeah, feel free to give me any feedback. Love ya. Love Smilf. <laughs>